0: Hey friends, welcome back to the booze filled Spirit-Filled podcast. I'm your host, Jamel Godlewski. On the last episode, I gave you an introduction of my early years and how I had become so lost that I ended up at a rehab for the second time. But that time, I really wanted to change. I went back to college. I changed my friend group and actually made changes in my life. I started my basketball coaching career. I fell in love, got married right before my senior year of college. I graduated from college, went on to get my first coaching and teaching job, built a house, and boom, life is perfect, right? I even started going back to church. I got invited to an evangelistic event. And I heard someone share their story, their testimony, and their story was much like mine. I was in awe. I was shocked. I never heard anything of the sort inside church. I don't know how I sat in church all those years, and I never heard that Jesus could forgive my sins. And I could get a fresh start. That was exactly what I wanted. And I needed desperately. Maybe my ears were closed or my heart was closed for all those years, but this time I heard it and I was drawn in. You see, even though I had changed my life, I was always haunted by my sins. I would have nightmares and, and dreams that, that really I struggled with and I desperately wanted a new life. So that night at that event, I accepted Christ. Now you would think life is the way it's supposed to be, right? Not right. I went to Sunday school. I went to church, just like everybody else. Everyone looked so happy and so put together. By the end of my first year of teaching and coaching, I was forced to resign from that job. Well, that's a long story, and I could actually have a whole series dedicated to the real life of teachers and educators and all the nightmares. But anyway, I had a former basketball player that same year that was killed in a car accident. I mean, life was happening, and I, I did not know how to cope. I mean, I had just bought a house and a brand new car, and now I don't have a job. They didn't teach me how to cope with all this stuff at church. I ended up getting another teaching and coaching job, literally like two days before the next school year started. But now my marriage started to tank and fast. At the end of the second year teaching at that new school, I was forced to resign again. Being forced to resign, by the way, is a nice way of saying fired. Anyway, my grandpa died suddenly. My husband and I were separated I mean, how do you handle all of this? No one talks about this stuff at Sunday school, at church. Everybody looked like their lives were perfect, and my life was a mess. I was a mess. On a Friday night before heading out to a softball game, I happened to play on a competitive adult softball team. I decided to have a few drinks. Can you guess what happened? I got pulled over by a cop and arrested for a DUI less than a mile from my house. Yes, you heard that right. School teacher, basketball coach, soon to be former, in jail. Oh, and remember, I'm a Christian. God had given me so many chances, and I just keep on failing. I didn't deserve another chance. It was only the beginning of May when that happened, and I went back to the school, and I confessed to my basketball team because I felt like that was the right thing to do. And I left that school at the end of the year as graceful as possible. To myself, I vowed that I would never teach again, and actually I walked away from God. I couldn't even ask him for forgiveness. I just didn't feel like I deserved it. I couldn't even talk to him. I didn't feel like I was worthy of even praying to him. I refused to interview for other teaching jobs. I did still work in the education field, just not as a school teacher. But I just felt empty inside. Lost, confused, absolute failure. I hunkered down in my house and just really didn't engage or interact with people anymore. I remember this guy coming to my house, though. He asked me how I was. It was kind of strange. I mean, I knew him, but I didn't really know him. I didn't know he was a pastor. He invited me to his church and I went, but I didn't last long. I just felt like I didn't even deserve to be there. So I walked out. Remember, I said I would never commit suicide? Well, As I struggled through life that summer, heading into that fall, I didn't know what to do. So in my mind, the next best thing is to run away to Mexico. Isn't that what everybody thinks about? This is not a joke, people. I actually packed a suitcase, left a note for my mom on my kitchen counter, and I took off. I was 27 years old. It was October of 1998. While I was driving, I called a friend on my archaic cell phone. That friend lived in New Mexico. I didn't really tell her exactly what I was doing, what was going on, but she kind of figured it out. And she thought, Jamel, why don't you just come down and visit me? Turn around go home. Get a plane ticket. Come visit me. Oh, my cell phone was dying, and I thought, well, all right. So I drove back home, and the very next day, I got myself a plane ticket. When I got down there, little did I know that she had arranged for a couple teaching interviews for me. What? Uh, I told her, I'm done teaching. Didn't you catch that? I mean, I didn't even pack interview clothes she gave me some of hers to borrow oh by the way i'm 52 and she's a division 1 basketball player i'm not a division 1 basketball player her clothes didn't fit me at all but anyway i put them on and i went to interview at these schools these schools were huge like almost 3000 kids in one high school that's as big as my hometown At the second school I interviewed at, I just remember them asking me about my strengths and weaknesses, pretty common in interviews, and I was honest. I was honest about my DUI. I was honest about my previous teaching jobs. I mean, I am what I am. I am who I am. And I literally said to them, hire me or don't. Anyway, I left that interview and I went to the third interview. While I was on my way to the third interview, the assistant superintendent from the second school called and told me to not even go to that interview. He was pretty sure they were going to offer me the job. Well, I went anyway, but when I got there, I didn't even fill out an application. I literally just put my name on a post it note with a phone number. Long story short, on the plane ride home, I actually prayed. I said, Lord, if you want me to move across the country, I will. You see, I lived in LaGrange, Indiana, little small country town. This was Las Cruces, New Mexico, 40 miles from the south border. When I got home, the school that I had the post-it note at, they called and left a message. And the second school, yep, that... Assistant superintendent had called and left me a message and offered me the job. They wanted me to start right after Christmas. I mean, this is crazy. But I did tell God that if this is what he wanted, I would do it. So I took the job. Crazy. I told my parents I put my house up for sale and I drove off the day after Christmas of 1998. Here I was, 1,600 miles away from LaGrange, Indiana, in a town that I knew one person in. It was just me and my basset hound. But God had me right where he wanted me, and he basically had me all to himself. My five years in New Mexico were life-changing. I had an incredible boss and a principal who was so progressive in his thinking I absolutely loved teaching there. I developed great friends, and the Lord himself discipled me. I started reading my Bible and praying and spending some serious time with Jesus, especially while I was out hiking or biking, camping. It was just incredible the work that God was doing out there in my heart, in my mind. And on top of that, I didn't really want to fall in love, but I did. So I got remarried and my dad's health started to fail. I knew that at some point I was going to have to move back home. So like I said, I spent five years out there and God had lined up amazing opportunities with dream jobs for my husband at the time and I back in Indiana. It was like redemption to go back home. And I was back coaching, a varsity coach. And I felt like God was just redeeming all of my mistakes of my past. What I wasn't expecting in the midst of all of this, moving back to LaGrange, is that I got pregnant. I moved home in 2004 and I had my daughter in 2005. At the end of that basketball season and within a year, I knew I had to be home with my daughter. I wanted to raise her. Coaching wasn't at all what I had expected it to be. And teaching in public school was just driving me crazy. All the testing nonsense and it just, my faith had grown so much that I really wanted to impact students and youth for Jesus. Like I wanted to be able to tell them how my life had really changed as I saw so many kids struggling like I had. I quit teaching in 2007 and had no job lined up. I was just totally trusting that somehow God was going to provide. I worked part-time the next year and ran an after-school program but with that after school program i still couldn't tell anybody about jesus my faith just continued to soar i didn't really have words to describe what was going on some people that i call saints in my church took me under their wing they were the older people of the church and they just poured into me so much knowledge and encouragement and support i started feeling these nudges These nudges that I needed to tell people about my story, my testimony. I needed to tell people about Jesus. I just couldn't put down my Bible. I was so drawn in. I wanted to learn more and read more and experience more. I got a teaching job with a faith-based alternative school. I could teach and tell people about Jesus. I thought I had hit the jackpot. Now, let me go back and say, remember I said I could talk about the nightmares in the education world? Well, just so you know, that's even true in the private Christian school world as well. Let's just say that job didn't end well either. The difference was I chose to leave. In the meantime, I'd had a miscarriage My dad's health took a serious turn for the worse, and I had to put him in a nursing home. So here I am now, again, with no job and just banking on Jesus. That was 2010. By February of 2011, with a close friend, we started a nonprofit, Reason for Hope. And actually, the rest kind of is history. I mean, there's a lot to the story of the last 10 years. There's a lot with nonprofit work that I didn't know anything about. There is a lot and was a lot with my marriage that actually ended up ending after 15 years. A lot with my daughter growing up. Now she's this beautiful, intelligent, incredible dancer a lot with my parents as both of them have passed away now. And I was there to watch them and pray for them as they went from this world to the next. I've lost an aunt and an uncle, but yet I've also gained. I'm a great aunt. I have four great nephews and one great niece, And again, I've just continued to grow in my faith. I wish, I wish I could describe in words what Jesus means to me. I mean, I really don't think I would be here today, alive, if it wasn't for him. I know that's hard to maybe understand. The other day, I was on a Zoom meeting with a health class from Wawasee High School. And this kid asked me if I still struggled with depression. Yes. Yes, I do. I mean, granted, it's been 30 plus years since I've been in high school. 25, 6, 7 years since I was in rehab. But life is life. And I still struggle at times. Do I still have thoughts of just coping with binge drinking? Not really. Over the last 25 years, I've had to learn new coping skills. Like I said, my faith has been huge. Many times I feel alone, but I know that I'm not. I know that that God's with me. One big thing I've had to learn in dealing with life is that I have to open up to some people. I can't keep everything to myself and secrets. I have to let someone in once in a while. I believe in therapy and counseling and life coaching and mentoring. They're all good. And I do all of that. But truly what gets me through each day, the tears, the confusion, the what am I going to do when I grow up and I'm 49? What really gets me through all that is my dogs. <sighs> my daughter is incredible, but really, really, it's my faith. It's Jesus. He never lets me down. He's, he's proven that even as I walked away, he didn't walk away from me. He listens to me, me rant. He listens to me cry, whatever he, he puts up with me. He never leaves me. He doesn't give up on me, even when I give up on myself. At age 48, I decided to get a master's degree in evangelism and leadership. And trust me, only with Jesus will I ever get this finished. Even starting this podcast, a website, And taking a leap to leave reason for hope and pursue speaking and writing full time. I mean, this, I can only do this with Jesus. And 30 years ago, I never would have thought this is where I'd be. Ever. 30 years ago, I didn't see myself living much longer. People I graduated with certainly would never have thought this is what I would be doing or pursuing not even in anyone's wildest dreams. I mean, it's a miracle. It makes no sense that I'm alive and that I'm not in prison and that I'm still chasing whatever it is God wants for me. But I am here to tell you that there is hope, no matter how hopeless you might feel at times, no matter what you might think of your life if you think it's going nowhere or you are clueless as to your next move. I am here to tell you that there is hope. And I know for a fact that God is working for you and has a plan and purpose for your life. Please hang on. Keep hanging on. And keep tuning in to this podcast. I'll be sharing about some specific things that I have went through and how I have kind of overcome obstacles and continue to. I will share some thoughts and ideas on topics that just stir inside of me from time to time. I'm open to suggestions. Let me know what you want me to talk about. Listen, we are not meant to go through life alone. Even though I struggle and sometimes even push people away one i'm lucky that jesus never leaves us or leaves me so i know that we're we're not alone even if you don't acknowledge him he is there and two we can we can go through this together everybody let's go on this journey of life together don't forget to subscribe and share tune back in a couple of weeks Have fun, stay safe, love yourself, and love others.